Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. All right, so it appears the deadline has passed, uh, the NBA trade deadline, and the Bulls have not made any moves, not not even uh, Drummond or anything. There's been a lot of activity today. Again, nothing major. You know, Buddy Heald going to the Sixers, good deal, I think, probably for Philly. Uh, Oklahoma City acquired Gordon Hayward. So mm, some bigger names, but I, nothing like marquee or splash-worthy or sexy. I don't think the – have the Lakers done anything, guys? I haven't really seen – Lakers kind of quiet, not that they had a ton of wiggle room. They did a lot last year. They were active. Uh, not as much this year, it looks like. And, you know, you heard Adams tell us, Adam Abdallah back in the shop jumped on and said, according to the reports, they're all at shoot-around right now. Bulls play later tonight. Um, they're all at shoot-around. And so it, it doesn't appear uh, that the Bulls are going to make a move at the NBA's trade deadline. I don't think that's surprising considering what we've heard from uh, the people in the know in the last couple of weeks. Bulls are in Memphis tonight to take on the Grizzlies. More on that. We talk more about the trade deadline and Super Bowl 58 and all that fun stuff with our next guest who's, you know, he really needs no introduction uh, from Get Up. You hear him every day before us after Cap and Hoodie uh, here on ESPN Re- Chicago. Record audiences for Get Up, too. Uh, record audiences for Get Up. I believe he's written another book. I don't know when he's he has He's a writer. Time. He's an author. I don't know when he's got the time. Uh, we go out to the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. And we are joined by the one and only Mike Greenberg. He's with Carmen and Yurko on ESPN Chicago. Like, are you, I mean, you're pumping out books like Stephen King at this point. Uh, where, when, yeah, yeah, what's going on? When hey, do you have time to hey, do this? John Grisham. I don't know. What's going on? How do you do this? Uh, I just, I, I unleash Hembo. I, I say, Hembo, do a bunch of research and make it look like I know what the hell I'm talking about. And it works. Um, it was fun last year. Yeah, the new one's not actually coming out. Until September, we, okay. we announced its existence the other day. It'll be available in the fall, but it's been a lot of fun. I had written books before, but no sports books yeah. um, because I thought I had said everything I wanted to say about sports in 30 years on the radio and TV, but it turns out I was wrong. The sports book was actually the most fun I ever had, so I'm looking forward to doing it again. Isn't that something that, like, you know, if we really love this, and I think we all do, Greeny, and I think we love sports, um, like it's it says something when you don't get like jaded or turned off by it that you still after so many years in this business and three decades now where you you know you're on TV you're on the radio you have a passion for talking about it you're writing books about it I mean I think it does kind of speak volumes to what sports mean to probably a lot of us that chose this path in life you know Yeah it's I like I'm a, a, a very, very interested in and a fan of sports history. That, that's how I grew up. You know, your car, you, you became a football player. That's how you wound up where, where you're sitting. Mm-hmm. I got here because I read books about sports, and, and I loved them. I loved reading about, uh, about athletes I'd never seen, you know, and, and those were obviously different times. I grew up in the 70s, and, and so I loved reading about sports history, and so I really enjoyed writing about sports history that – you guys know, Carmen, we don't sit here talking much about Mickey Mantle and Stan Musial and Ernie Banks and, and, yeah. and people like that because we're so of the moment. Um, but those things are still important to me, and they're important to, a, a, I think, a healthy fraction of sports fans, and that's who I write the books for. The, the, the books, I, I don't write books about what's going on in sports right this minute. I have yeah. more than ample opportunity to talk about those things. But the, the history of sports is something that will forever 
fascinate me and, and will forever draw me in. And that's the part of it I've really enjoyed writing. All right, so it's a big week. You know, the trade deadline just passed. I want to pick your brain on that, Super Bowl 58. But you know, uh, having lived here, having worked here, uh, I mean, you know as well as anybody what it's like, and you know what we're talking about on a daily basis, and it's going to continue for the next two months, Greeny, and that is the Bears with the number one pick and Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams. Um, Your thoughts just, you know – Big picture stuff. Like, if I were to say to you, what do you think they should do, Greeny? I mean, from everything that you've gathered, that you've heard, or any ideas that you have of watching Caleb, watching Justin, what do you think the Bears should do come April 25th? I think that one thing you did not mention there is something that should be significantly considered, um, and that is trading back a pick and taking Drake May. So we had um, Tim Hasselbeck on TV this morning, and, and I had him on the radio, and he does ACC football games. Yeah. And he's a person whose opinions on this stuff I value very highly. And he told me something that I was hearing a lot of before this past football season started. And that is that he thinks by the time this evaluation process is over, that there will be teams in the NFL who think Drake May is a better prospect than Caleb Williams. Um, Drake May has a lot of so I think Caleb Williams has a chance to be outstanding. All these guys, their fate is, is going to be determined more than anything by the circumstances in, in, that they find themselves in in the end, in the same way that Patrick Mahomes was and Mitchell Trubisky was. Um, but if you're, um, if, if you're one who thinks that the gap between those two players is not very wide, and I think that the, the more people look closely at Drake May – the more some people may feel that way. Uh, I think the Bears could get an additional first-round pick for that. I, I think that, or, or maybe they could get, Washington has two reasonably early second-round picks, or at least one of them is very early and they have yeah. another second. Yeah. Maybe one they of those, one of this for the Bears. the Bears, the Montez Sweat deal. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So you get that back yeah. and, and, and then Washington's pick. Um, I think that's on the table. Now, look, obviously, if you believe that, that – Caleb Williams is head and shoulders better than Drake May or than Jaden Daniels or than Justin Fields, for that matter, then you take him. There's nothing to talk about. You have to take your shot at getting the, the, the transformational quarterback. But if you have any doubt about it, then I think you continue stockpiling assets. You continue putting good players around what, whoever your quarterback is. I am a Justin Fields fan. I long have been. I have sort of given up on the idea that that's what they're going to do. You guys tell me if I'm wrong because you're there minute by minute living it, and I'm not. But it, it feels to me as though that part of the decision has largely been made, that they're going to draft a quarterback and trade. Justin, Do I ha- in, in your view, do I have that wrong? I think you're right, Greeny. I mean, that, I think that's the read of most people. That's the feeling I get, um, you know. <sighs> I think you're ultimately going to be right about that. You sit in this position each of the last two years. You've had the number one overall pick, and you weren't enamored last year, so you made the deal, and the deal netted you a lot, obviously. I don't know how you let another cycle go by, especially with Caleb Williams, and if Drake May, like you just said, sort of works his way into that category of being, hey, this kid's going to be a superstar. I don't know how you let that opportunity get away from you again uh, if you can upgrade. And I think most of us like Justin. We like his attitude, his work ethic. But if there's an upgrade that can happen, I don't know why you wouldn't. And I think the Bears are going to ultimately take that approach. So I think you're right. And, and I, you know, I heard uh, Shefty on 
with Waddle and Sylvie the other day saying he doesn't think it's inconceivable the Bears could get a one for him. Um, and, and let's even live in a world where they get, uh, you know, something close to it, a high two and something else. I mean, the Bears really could, in the course of two years, completely transform their roster. And that's the best thing you can do for any young quarterback, whether it's Fields or what they, you know, could have done for Fields once upon a time, um, or whether it's Williams or whether it's May or if they should fall in love with Jaden Daniels, whatever the case may be, the best thing you can do is put a really good team on the field around him. Obviously, the tackle last year was an excellent pick. There's a bunch of good offensive, a ton of good offensive linemen in this year's draft, a ton of good receivers. Uh, I'm not a hunt. I am not positive that Marvin Harrison is going to be the best receiver in this draft. I think he will be the most pro ready. I'm not sure that five years from now we're going to say he was the best receiver in this draft. Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze, I think both have superstar qualities. Um, I think both of them could be great players that you could get at nine. There will be offensive tackles you could get at nine. This kid, Talese Fuaga, I think is going to be really good. Olu Fashionu. So there were a bunch of players that, that the Bears could get at nine. Continue adding. I, I think the Bears are actually in nice shape. I think Ryan Poles, all things considered, has done a very good job. Now, anyone listening to this conversation who has heard me on the radio over the last few months or, or on television, I, I am very concerned about keeping Eberflus in uh-huh. a tenuous situation. This is exactly what they did with Fox, and it's exactly what they did with Nagy, and it's exactly the wrong thing to do when you have a young quarterback. And I think if I'm Caleb Williams, I'm very concerned about it. But I, I think if you were betting on the upside, so the downside is disastrous, that, that you have a bad year and you fire the coach and you're starting all over again with it, and now your young quarterback is in his second system in two years and you're just on that same hamster wheel. But on the positive side, if, 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 they, if, if things start to go well next year, you know, I think the Bears have a chance to really be building something. And, look, if they really believe in Eberflus, then I, I guess I'm – I'm not in a position to tell them that they're wrong. I, I just don't like the way they're handling the cycle. I fear the uh, same thing you do. By the way, we might be putting the KOD here on uh, the kiss of death on Roma Dunze, but I'm with you, Greeny. I think Roma Dunze, like if you told me five years from now, uh, Roma Dunze is the best receiver in the draft class, I wouldn't be shocked. And that's nothing against Marvin. I'm sure Marvin Harrison Jr. will be terrific, but I love Roma Dunze too. So I'm sure we put the kiss of death on him and, Five years yeah. from now, people will remind us of that, Greeny. So we'll see. Probably true. And, and look, there are others. There were a bunch. And I've started to. I've done about thirty-four players in this draft so far. Sort of the beginning of my prep, and the, the two positions at which this draft are deepest are offensive line and receiver. And those are the two positions that that I think the Bears will be looking, right? I mean, you you guys, again, are closer to it than I am, but you need another tackle and you need another receiver, and I think they should easily, just based on the picks they have now, they should be able to get those. Yeah, and don't forget about a pass rusher. Could be pass rusher, but yeah, Yeah, it's going to be one pass rusher. Well, this draft is not deep with that. So there's one kid at nine, there's one player at nine who might be worthy of that, and that's a Dallas Turner from Alabama that some people love and some people aren't as sold on. The other one is Leitu Latu from UCLA, who is a kid who had to medically retire at one point in his career. They thought he'd never play again, came back. I think the medical is going to tell a lot about that. He's probably the best pure pass rusher and might be 
you might be able to justify taking him at nine. Otherwise, if the Bears are going to address that need, I think it's going to come later in the draft. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard, but everybody wants a new stadium in the city of Chicago. <laughs> uh, for the Bears, Arlington Are Heights. the White Sox building a ballpark yes. in the South That's Loop? It sounds like yeah. it, Greeny. Yeah. yeah. Block That is fantastic. Expansion My favorite thing. So when I was covering the Bears in Chicago in, in, you know, in the early to mid-90s, I lived at 800 South Wells. I used to walk oh, yeah. to Soldier Field yeah. when, I, when I would cover Bears games. I mean, I, I would, you know, the drive up to Lake Forest every, you know, three days a week was a uh, hassle. But I would literally walk to Soldier Field. The idea, if the Bears moved to Arlington Heights, don't get me started. But anyway, um, but the, the, the Sox building a park in the, in the South Loop, I love the sound of that. All right, then. Arlington Heights, you talked about. McCormick Place East is where they're talking about building a new soldier field, and our own Adam Abdallah wants them to take over U.S. Cellular. What's your preferred site for the Chicago Bears? Give, give me that again. One of the options Arlington is, Heights, the right. uh, East McCormick Place. So, like, south, south of Soldier Field south now. South of Soldier Field right yeah. now, uh, south of the Waldron Deck, yeah. the parking facility there, or U.S. Comiscular. U.S. Cellular Field over there, converting that into a uh, football park. Look, I, I mean, I think if there's anything that Chicago sports fans know better than fans in any other city I've ever been to, it is the benefit of a stadium right in your city. Uh, like, like, I mean, I, I, I live in New York. If you want to go see the Jets or Giants play, you've got to go through a tunnel or over a bridge. It's a, guys, it's a pain in the behind. Um, it, it, getting there is awful. Traffic is awful. A ballpark in the city. I mean, Wrigley Field obviously being the best example of that. So anything in the city to me is better than anything out of the city. Um, I, I don't know much about the area you're talking about. I mean, I, I Soldier Field we've just given up on. Like we've just decided that yes, we can't make enough money they're, there. I, they're going to build. It sounds like the, the what sounds like is going to happen now, if you can believe it, after all this, Greeny. I mean, they bought that land in Arlington. They knocked down the racetrack. I mean, that gorgeous track is gone. They demolished it. Yeah, they yeah. can't get the tax certainty that they want. They feel like they're getting robbed blind on what uh, they're proposing, you know, the valuation of the land is. So, okay, now it's back to the city, and they're talking about the south lot uh, in, in the old McCormick place, which they, you know, the east McCormick place, which they don't use anymore. They'll, on the, still on the east side of Lakeshore Drive, they'll demolish that. So it would, it would essentially, Greeny, be in where the, the few parking lots they even have around Soldier Field south of the, of the stadium are. That's where they'd build a new domed stadium. That, that all of a sudden seems like it might ultimately be the destination. So the reason to build a dome stadium is because you'll get a Super Bowl immediately. Yes. Um, the league would love to put a Super Bowl in Chicago, and um, you're not going to do it without a dome. Right. So that part of it, I guess, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of dome stadiums, to be honest with you. I find the um, I, I, I find the whole experience very plastic and, and very like all those years I covered the Bears. We'd go up to Minnesota all the time, go to Detroit all the time. Those games suck. Um, I, I don't I don't like it. Football is not a game that's meant to be played indoors. So I but I understand. You know, I don't, I also don't have to sit out there when it's you know four degrees outside. So um, I don't – I guess I understand that. And you'll get a Super Bowl for sure. Right. So and the Final Four and all that stadium, stuff. Yeah, you, yeah, that's – okay, so that's fair too. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like anything in the city better than out of the city. And, okay. and I mean, I never found Sox Park personally that easy to get to. I always lived on the north side. 
Obviously, that is very, you know, I mean, you're right in the city there, too, though, and there's a lot of public transportation. So I, don't, I think either one of those is a better option than what I had been hearing about. Greeny, before we spring you, uh, a trade deadline today, any, any general thought? I mean, we kind of expected it would be, uh, there's been action, but I think, you know, the, the big superstar players that were going to be on the move have already moved. Uh, Bulls yeah. kind of stood pat. Lakers, you know, it, I don't think, unless I've missed something, made really any significant move. Any thoughts as uh, we've just crossed over the threshold for the trade deadline in the NBA? i got to be honest with you. I, I was at a doctor's appointment. And I came right at, what, what have I missed? Has, has, did anything significant happen? Not, I, I, don't, I haven't really, really been able to hear much. Not really. You know, like Buddy Heald went to the Sixers. And yeah, I saw that. Not, not, a, not a lot. Did you kind of expect it to be, again, there was a flurry of moves. It was mostly small stuff. Did you sort of expect that ultimately? Yeah. I mean, I hadn't been hearing huge names. I, I, I had not, unless you guys were hearing stuff I wasn't hearing, I had not been hearing about franchise-altering, season-altering, title-altering names getting moved today. And, and there's always, you know, a surprise when you least expect one. But nothing like last year, obviously, when we had Durant and Kyrie both get traded right, right before the deadline. Now, I think the NBA is, is set up for a pretty interesting little stretch run. Obviously, not so much in, with our beloved Bulls. Yeah. Um, uh, here in New York, people are excited about the Knicks. I don't think that they're a, a championship contender, but they're, they're, a, they're a good team to root for. Um, and I saw they made a deal today, right? They got Bogey Bogdanovich. They did. So I, I didn't see anything that I think will change the top of the sport, which basically is two teams in the East, and maybe four in the West, um, and that's about it. I don't, I, unless something happened I don't know about, I don't think anything happened today that will change that. Real, real quick, Greeny, uh, being in New York, and we know what you, you know, uh, the way the Knicks are viewed in that town, uh, Jalen Brunson, people here love him for obvious reasons. He was a college, uh, he was, excuse me, a high school star here. Uh, I can't believe how good Jalen Brunson has become, but what, is, what has he done to sort of captivate that Knicks audience in New York? He's icon. They love him. They love him here. In fact, I, I'm still a voter. I, I hosted the NBA shows for two years, um, and and they let they let me keep my vote, which I'm excited about. So I voted for him. I, I, I you vote for ten All Star starters, um, and I had nine of them, and then I voted for him as a starter because he's the best player on a team that is overperforming. I mean, he's yeah. the best player on a team that that has had a really good season. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's terrific. He's infinitely better than I thought yep. he would be. He's, he's infinitely better than I thought he ever had the potential to be. And the city loves him. The city loves the Knicks. Look, this city has not had, I mean, with all those years that we were with the Bulls, you know, it was the Knicks they were beating <laughs> yeah. on their way to all those titles. And, and so the fans here have been waiting literally since 1973 for this team to win a championship. And again, they're not a championship team, but they will cling to anything, and they are clinging for good reason to Jalen Brunson. He's a terrific player, and he, he just is a terrific person. Like everything, I don't know him personally, but everything about him, everything about the way he leads, everything about the way he talks, I think there's nothing about him not to love. All right, Greeny. Uh, can't wait to hear more about the book as the year goes on. I know Greeny had mentioned uh, the new book will be out in the fall, probably around September. Um, good luck with that. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Continued success, and it's always nice catching up, buddy. You guys, too. Thanks for having me, and, and uh, best of luck to everything. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Greeny. All right, we'll Greeny. see you. There's Mike Greenberg. Uh, you hear him every day before us. Still big part of the family. Another book will be out later this, um, you know, at the end of the summer, early fall. Jalen Brunson's averaging 27 points a game. I, 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 and I love it because what a story. I covered Jalen's dad 
Rick, when he was a Bull back in the days, those miserable Bulls teams that I covered. But yeah, I got Rick you. Was, I remember those. <laughs> it's great. I never could have envisioned it. I, and Randy Merkin always said, you know, and Randy followed his career very closely, obviously, up in the Northern Burbs and how good he was in high school, how good he was in college. But uh, if you would have told me five years ago, Jalen Brunson will average 27 points per game in the NBA, there is no way, my friend, no way. You would not have believed it. There's no way. God bless him. It's a great story. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Baby. Crosstalk with Catman Waddle coming up. Catman's in for Sylvie. They did the old switcheroo today. Well, I'm not surprised. Beneficial to their schedules. So we'll crosstalk with the boys coming up. Uh, Bears Weekly. It's Thursday, so we got Bears Weekly tonight. Black and Abdallah after that. So lots of local programming. Thanks yep. for coming out to Twin Peaks today. It's always fun being out here. This weather's crazy. It's warm. Enjoy it today and tomorrow especially. It'll be a little bit closer to normal after you know, after tomorrow. But they, I was reading that it's like this super El Nino right now. Which uh, Abdallah, what does that El Nino mean again? The Nino. The Nino. Thank you. They said the surface temperatures right now of the tropical Pacific are tropical Pacific are the sixth highest on record. On record, and that's why we've had this very moderate. You mean it's been hotter, uh, and that's why we've yes, it's the that's sixth, why it's the sixth hottest. The sixth hottest. Now that they're saying the adjustment's coming, this is it's going to start to dip. Yeah, that we've reached the peak. But this El Nino has been great. Now, you know, for a lot of people, California, the south, you get a lot of rain, which isn't well, great. Sometimes a little happen. too much. Well, don't they always cry about not having enough rain? Yeah, in a way. But they've had really bad rain. A lot of mudslides the last couple of days. The south oh, gets a lot of rain, that's too. That's never fun. But we get this much warmer yeah. air that sits over us, the northern part in the, uh, oh, the, the, the United States. And we're and the still going to get cold weather. Well, I'm sure right. we will. That's but, not going to go away. Boy, a 58. They said tomorrow might challenge the all-time record. Tomorrow, 58 today, they're saying 56 tomorrow might be an all-time record. My watch right now says 55. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, my God. So when the shorts go on, man, Fantastic. 55 degrees, shorts are on, I'm feeling comfortable. So you going right to the club after this? I got to play Stimulator Golf. Oh, stimulator, yeah. that's right. I'm on the Stimulator today, uh, Stimulator Saturday morning, 8 Jeez, to 10. And I'm at the Stimulator on, uh, I call it the Stimulator. It's Simulator, but I call yeah. it the Stimulator. Well, I see why. Stimulator stimulates my the golf senses. game. Yeah, and then uh, Sunday afternoon, I'm going to get it some Stimulator in. And that, where are you watching the game Sunday? You're going to go home? You're going to a bar? You're going with some friends? I, I don't like to divulge, you don't want to divulge where okay. I'm going to be. Um, I will be somewhere. Will you be I'll with? I'll be out and about. I'll be with um, the Mex. Mexican and the Greek. Will you try to? Are you going to be with a slightly smaller group, or are you I, like being my prefer? My preference is an empty bar. Yeah, empty. So I'm going to a, a friend's, I think, and but it's a small group, mm-hmm. which is good. I, 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 you know, if there's Waddle Super Bowl parties were always fun. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it really is hard to watch the game. Yeah, when there's a hundred people there, you know. Well, and Randy Merkin used to bring uh, seventy people. That's what I'm I mean. saying. Yeah, Randy would show up and crash yeah. the party with like fifty of his own guests. But it does. It is hard to watch the game. I'm going with a I had smaller some people group. that just immigrated from Finland. They'd like to come over, Tom, if you if you don't mind. Oh sure. Oh okay. Why not? Hey Tom, meet my friend Tamu. Yeah, uh, Tamu, where are Tamu. you from? I'm yeah. from Finland. And Yannick. 
Tamu and Yannick. Yannick, say hello. Uh, meet Tamu and Sven. They're yeah. uh, here. They're in front. Well, Tom was a hell of a match. Tommy, uh, you know, arms wide open. You know what I'm saying? Like Creed. My arms wide open. Great Come and have my nachos. Yeah, yeah. good man. Uh, yeah, but I, I prefer being in a slightly smaller group. Otherwise, it's just too distracting, yeah. you know? So it, uh, it'll be good. I watched the championship games all, all by myself. My daughter was watching with me for a little, the AFC t- title game. You know why? You know why? Which one's Taylor. Taylor's boyfriend? Taylor. Which one? Oh, there. and then when they showed her in the booth. Oh, there she is. Now my daughter's nine, almost ten. She gets excited about it. Uh, my son and, and his friends... Uh, now, I expect them to be irrational. They were playing Mineshaft. Well, they were, but they're 11. So, you know, I expect them to be irrational. They're like, oh, Taylor Swift is ruining the NFL. An 11 or 12-year-old is supposed to be irrational. irrational. A 40-year-old, I don't get it. I don't know how it's affecting the way you view the game. I won't get <laughs> my son. So we're in the car Sunday, I think, Eric, last Sunday. And we're, yes. Taylor Swift is on, right? right. I had oh, asked yeah. to put Taylor Swift on. First of all, I was at a daddy-daughter dance with her on Saturday, right. which was awesome. Yeah. The DJ. Were you tripping the light fantastic? Yes. Were you a dancing machine? DJ Maximus. Right. Play, he must have played every Taylor Swift song in existence. Which he knows your his favorite? I don't know if I have one. Lover. I, he didn't play Lover. What? Actually. I don't know. I don't have a favorite. It's uh, Cruel Summer. He all played right, every Taylor go. Swift song. All, the girls know every line, every song. It's great. I, I like Love Story myself. Love Story's good, too. I'm a big fan of that one. So we're listening to Taylor in the car on Saturday. And so she's got the, the album, 1989, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's on the, you know, it's on the, I got my Land Rover, I got the Defenders, got the beautiful readout on the display. And Taylor Swift, whatever the song was, 1989. And Gio says, is that the year this song was released? And Avi is in the backseat. She goes, no. She said, that's the name of the album. The I, album. Said that, I, said, I said, it's not that old, Gio, 1989. I said, that's the year she was born. 1989, she's old. She should retire already. <laughs> That's Gio's That's line. That's what she get out of 11-year-old kid. Yes. That's 1989, she's old. What are you still working for? She, she should retire already. Boy, so he's, I, but wait, he's so supposed he works until he's oh, 75. He's supposed to be irrational. He's 11, you know. Yeah. He acts like he's 7. I mean, like, I don't get a grown adult's uh, fawning. Well, not a fawning. I, I don't get the, the guys who are like, I can't believe Taylor Swift's ruining the NFL. What are you talking oh, about? Okay. Like, yeah, guys it, going to It doesn't make any sense. I was in a bar uh, watching the AFC I think it's great. Game. Uh, they were the first one, right? So They were the first game. Every time her picture came out, there were booze echoing throughout the bar. I don't understand that. And they, this bar probably had about 150, 200 people I in it. I don't get that. They I, were booing. But what is there to boo? Her. <laughs> that doesn't make well, any sense. Well, you're asking me a question. <laughs> Who'd they boo? Her. These are grown adults acting like 11-year-old boys. Just remind them of that. Yeah, that, that that's some, the way you're acting. Some women booing, too. They were just men. I mean. Well, they're just jealous. Don't be sexist. The women are jealous. The men are just uh, childish. I don't know what else might to be. say. That might be true. We'll cross talk. I wasn't you. booing. I know, because you're rational. No. You're I, somewhat rational. I wasn't booing. I was wooing. <laughs> hey. Hey, Taylor. You can't see. 
see me, but it's Johnny Handsome over here. I'll show you what a real yeah, football work. player yeah, looks like. Didn't work. I'll didn't show work. you what a D-line looks like. I'll show you what a D-line looks like. I got like. Miley Cyrus sending me stuff on Instagram. I bet you do. But I think she sends it to everybody. I think she but might, I feel yeah. special when yeah. I get the special message. Let me show you what a real football yeah. player looks like. Miley. We'll cross talk coming up next. Who's oh, got, I don't even Miley. know. Hold Hello. on. How are you? Who's got the final word? Hold on. Hold on. I got to check the teams. Hold on. Who else? I mean, I have him. Who's got it? I have been the most entertaining concept here today. Yurko's got the final one. Naturally. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. Dare I say they take a little bit of seating out, put a circular pitch out there for cricket. Right? Have international cricket matches here in the Unidos Estados. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. What is this? Batman 1989, baby. Is this it? It was 89 or was it 88? I can't remember. Look at me move. Stiff. Like I need You're some uh, oil. I need some Are oil in the uh, shoulders stiff? and the elbows. Oh, Johnny Stiff. Thank mm-hmm. you to everybody who came out to Twin Peaks. Thanks to the great folks at Twin Peaks Warrenville. We love coming out here. Jake Cantu spinning the dials courtside with us. The beer right now back is at, at the... 31.2. Don't worry about who's back at the shop. The beer is at 31.2 degrees Fahrenheit. Nice. We know who the hell's back there. Back, back the in the shop. Adam Abdallah, Jack McGrath, thank you. Thanks for listening, calling, and participating. Thanks to Jesse Rogers from whichever set of meetings they're having in baseball now. And uh, Jesse was really good, actually. And thank you also to Mike Greenberg for joining us and Todd Furman in Las Vegas. Back at the shop, we've got uh, Cap and Guess who's just back from North Carolina? The Cap Man. Yeah, you've got the rest of Sylvie's itinerary so I can follow him around, according to you guys? (laughs) Well, I mean... What a coincidence. Carm, I mean, Carm, by the I way, didn't even know he went. By the way, next Wednesday, I'm going to see Duke play Virginia Tech, so I'm not going to be here. <laughs> hey, by the way, I don't give a rat's ass where you go. I was just told that you what went What do you there. mean you didn't know he went? I did not know he went till I got a text. Uh, they're saying you went because Sylvie went. I did not know Sylvie was there. When did you have this trip planned? You December. Oh, okay. Because How was it last night? It was incredible. I'm going to Duke, Virginia Tech on Wednesday, and then North Carolina, uh, uh, UNC Charlotte on Friday. <laughs> they don't play. Okay. They don't play. It was well, incredible. Jim Phillips is a dear friend. He set this whole thing up. Did you pay for that sweatshirt, or did you get it for free? I bought this. <laughs> nice. I did get the employee discount from the Associated what is, what is? How much does a Duke sweatshirt cost? I bought two Duke sweatshirts. Well, this one and then one in, like, Royal blue, yeah, and the two of them with the discount cost me ninety-seven dollars. Did you ask oh, for the discount, or did they offer you the discount? He offered to all of us. Oh, okay. He said, "Get in line here. You guys can use my okay. employee twenty percent off." Sort of like a bear. If you're a bear season ticket holder, they're going to raise your tickets eight percent. But when you go buy them ninety-dollar beers, you get a discount twenty percent off. Yeah, correct. That's but Carm, so here's bad. the here, you, here's did, the game. Did you enjoy your experience? It was incredible. It's, I've done games in a lot of cool places. This, I just was there as a fan. It was yeah. ridiculous. I drank more than I should because I'm one can Dan. Yeah, I was going to say, what's that? We two, had a great two cold time. beers? 
Yeah. No. Well, listen, at least you enjoyed yourself, and that's the whole the whole reason you go. That's right? it, Yerk. Life's there too short, go. man. We started talking about it, and right. Jim said, well, let's set it up right now. This was in December. I hope you I enjoy myself to, next Wednesday. You've never been to Cameron, right? I did a game there in 1995. Okay, that's did, different. Right. Though, did yeah. you sense Sylvie's aura down there? I did. Sylvie did have an aura. that he I ran into the Shire family. Yeah. I didn't see John. He, I saw him, but I didn't talk to him. He was coaching. But I saw his parents there, his wife. My wife plays tennis with his mom. They are great people. I'm, I would not be surprised. Both tennis experts. I yeah, she's a very good tennis player from what I understand. She had three or a four. You know how they rank tennis players? Uh, my wife was fortunate, unfortunately having to play at a 4-5. because. Oh, boy, that's a big number. Yeah. It's, I don't even know what that means. Is it, that it's your level of like golf handicap. It's like level right. of accomplishment. The yeah. higher it is, the higher lo- level the of higher competition. Level of tennis. Oh. Yeah. So what is, like, what is a pro? Well, they're, yeah, it's an open. It's an open, like, you yeah. can get, like, four or five. You can get some, like, college pros a that pro, come in and play. A pro is a pro. They're not yeah. on the amateur scale. Yeah. Oh, this is an amateur scale. My wife would tell you that she got she got kicked up from four to four or five because she was dominating the lower division. Tommy, I always had your wife as an eight or a nine. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lynchy. Lynchy liked that Smoking. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, good but, for Cara. But she's been know? getting her ass kicked at four or five, so she's okay. trying to get back down to a four. Is All that right? Lose yeah. some like a a and one, there's a joke a there, Johnny. I know really good. she's a four, no, but if one's she had, bad. you know what, she'd be, you know, a ten. So a one so, is bad? A one's bad. Yeah, I right? don't even know if there is a one. The higher, the better. If you saw me play tennis, I think, tennis, I think, yeah. I think if you're a one, you don't even have a racket. No, you're listen, just running around throwing the ball. If you're a one, it's like, you know, you can barely get the serve over. Yeah. Your forehand is just a bump. It's the, the, no top spin, yeah, yeah. no undercut. Your your backhand doesn't exist. I could you're say running around. Here, you're yeah. running around trying to, you know, get the ball on your forehand every single time. Yeah, yeah. That's about a well, one. Well, we can come on, I was When I played... Carmen, that day I played, yeah, you were I was a probably about a 4-5. Jeez. No, yeah. I mean, that's what he point, made us believe. You were a five, then, I, I, Johnny. I, I, the way he talked up his game, I thought yeah. he was a 4-5, and it turned to, out he was about a 1. Do I got to move the decimal? Is that what you're telling me, Yeah, Tommy? Yeah, you were a point four five. Uh, you you were definitely, harsh. you oversold it. Oh, but my I think God. that was your, I thought you were trying to play the mental game. So. I strained my hamstring. Uh, my hip yeah. flexor was shot. Ooh, my arm. It's broken. It's broken. I mean, Jesus. When are we playing hockey, Waddle? Come on, Tommy. Uh, yeah, definitely. What do you mean, yeah? We got the skate sharp. I don't know. Sharpen. I mean, I, well, I told you I will commit to it. Yeah, you better it's commit to it. round two of the MVP games. I will Not commit ready. to it. You, you can't. You know what I've been I doing? They I got, got my, pissed. Hey, Tommy, I got my yeah. skate sharpened, and I've been waxing my stick. That's Last the time I got on skates yeah. was for a feature on NBC. And you blew out your ACL. Out ACL. No, but that's a freak thing. He's not yeah. going to blow out his ACL. You're not I a goalie. will. No, you won't. But here's the deal. Like, Sylvie and I completely, we, we boat race them in the uh, the ESPN yeah, skills. we don't comp. play tennis. The okay, golf. Well, Carm, that's why I said. Yeah, the so, golf got us. So what we did was is we consented to play a sport in round yeah. two that we aren't accustomed to playing i've maybe hockey. skated twice in my entire right. life but so i can cons- i consented to we're gonna play hockey again so now them. it's on wow. when are we doing it i'm talking to zetterman you and Sylvie so- okay. against those two yes yeah oh boy we're ready thank Sylvie skate i don't know he i don't can well, he can i've skated with him he's skated before. i can't like free skates at the united center and stuff yeah i've, yeah, I've seen he's it. been he can, on the ice he can get around a little bit hey good to I'm see i'm gonna poke check the hell out of both of you Oh, Not to change the subject. Good what, do to you see, what do you mean? Good luck with you. Good luck to you. Good to That's see the my, Bulls were very yeah. aggressive today. So what they, they do so it's nothing happened, right, guys? It's the settlers all, did nothing. 
Well, I mean, listen, when Zach got hurt, I don't know. Maybe maybe Drummond, I would have thought, would have went. Why wouldn't you trade them all? So Drummond just put out his T-shirts are now for sale with him as a bull. Yes. Great. Seriously, why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you trade everyone? Why wouldn't you trade? I mean, Demar's going to be—he's uh, out of contract at the end of this year. Years old. You guys, somebody you guys, would take him. Do, do you guys think? Do you think there was a big market for Demar Derozan? I believe there was somebody. Do you? I, I know there was a market for Caruso, wasn't there? Somebody went a little bit earlier in the day that kind of dictated Andre Drummond wasn't going to go anywhere. It might have been. Um, it was the deal that, uh, yeah. oh, come on, Carm, that Washington traded. Who'd they trade? They traded to um, Dallas. Daniel Gafford, right? Yeah, Gafford. Daniel Gafford. Who used yeah. to be a bull. That's it, right yeah. there, guys. Used to be a bull. Yes, that, Daniel that, Gafford was that, a bull. That, that this is the question that, that, that Michael Wilbon's addressing right now on, on the television above Cap's head is why didn't the Bulls make a move before the trade deadline? Oh, I see it. It's up here right here now. Yeah. I mean, who were the lot? Like, you but know, Caruso, Caruso would have probably gotten them something. I guess they were yeah. just sort of steadfast in. We need more because they value Crusoe. I guess they want him to be part of the team next year. I don't know why. Wait, None of what Carm, they do next year's sense. like the last year of his contract, right? It is. Next year's the last year. Caruso? Caruso, yeah. yeah and it's, and it's not fully guaranteed even. And, and I think it's one of the biggest bargains, considered one of the oh, biggest yeah. bargains in all the NBA. So that, Carm, I would think not just do, do uh, you know, contenders would, would love to have him. Because he does the but dirty I'm, work, but he's a very you know inexpensive piece to the puzzle. I'm guessing nobody wanted to give them a first round pick for him, and he was for Caruso. They, they were asking for two, two, yeah. Well, you got to be crazy. Oh, to yeah, ask for two first round picks for Caruso. Well, that's what why is nobody's going on traded. I mean, what are insane. they doing over there? What are they doing? I don't know. Mom! I mean, at some point, don't the you meatloaf. don't you have to move off of that? Like and be like, we'll take one first round pick. I mean, yes. What I, the, I again, I Carm. I mean, like, what is? I don't know what they're. Doing. What is the goal? Is to have a couple of warm bodies in the stands when the uh, you know the playing tournament begins. Well, they've made no progress, right? This is the same no. team that they've been for quite you, you some guys, time. You guys, they are no better off today, right? Than they were when Pax and Gar were right. relieved of their Oh, I think you would they say might they might be worse. They're worse. Yeah, they're probably worse, right, Cap? They're, I think they're worse. Yes. I really do. They're I think probably like, worse. Wait a minute. We scream to get them out. This is what we get. First Listen, of all, I don't know. Is Mark Eversley really a person or is I he an AI know. creation? I don't I know. I saw him at the, the Bears-Commanders game last year in a skybox, so I know he exists. Very tall. He never speaks, ever. What does he, he do? He makes Ryan Let, Pace look not, verbose. Yes. Not only does he never speak, what is he doing? I don't what know. What is he doing over there? Do we have any idea doing? what Mark ever... Like, do you remember how excited we were? And this is what we fall into. We fall into this trap as sports fans all the time. Oh, Mark Eversley worked for Nike. Right. And Mark Eversley's going to get all these players Great that don't want to come here. And, and he's... Yeah, and Nothing. What, what has Mark Eversley... Like, literally, please, someone tell me... I got an What idea. contribution he's made to he's the Chicago Bulls. He's been cashing checks. They get a discount on Nike shoes for the players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cashing checks. He's cashing a lot. Has, of them. has one significant contribution been made by the addition of Mark Evans? Not that I know of. It's a joke, man. It is really it pathetic. It is sad. It's the Bulls. Who was the guy? Chris, uh, not Mannix. Was it Chris Hayes yesterday? Said that someone at the Bulls told him, we just want to be competitive. Right. Yeah, That's it. Competitive. But the- well, because they're, I guess, because they're, you know, they're selling. Selling out or close to selling That's out an 18,000 seat isn't stadium. Isn't that the Reinsdorf strategy? He told it to you last year when he was out in Arizona. Yes. Yeah. Let, give him the illusion that yeah. you can compete 
and then just collect the money and be happy. Finishing second place was the place to finish? Isn't that kind of the essence yeah, of what the message you know, yeah, was? Yeah, only with the Bulls finishing ninth place, that's the place to finish. And, you know, you get a playoff game at home, maybe. Well, you get a play-in game. Play-in game. You don't get a playoff play-in game. You get a little extra revenue. Uh, it is a joke. It and is. then you see Indiana make, like, three moves today. Well, just think about all they've done in the last two years, right? Yeah. They went and got Siakam. You went, they, they, went and got, they went and got Halliburton. They yeah. went and got Siakam. They, they traded Buddy Heald today. They got Doug McDermott today. Yeah. <sighs> They're trying. Look, you guys, look at – guys, think about the Celtics. What is it? Is it five of the last seven years the Celtics have been in the conference finals? Does that sound about right? Yes. Something yeah. like that, right? Yes. What did the Celtics oh, yeah. do in the offseason? They traded Marcus Smart. And, and, they, and they acquired Porzingis. Yes. And like, these teams are Chris active. Tops. They're looking for ways to get better. Yeah. How about and the they've Knicks? got superstars. Yeah, huh. look at the Knicks. The Knicks got a bunch of shooting, didn't they, today? Didn't they get some, didn't well, get they some got... shooters? They did. They traded away Evan Malika, uh, Evan Fournier. Fournier. They traded yesterday. Uh, uh, yeah, they traded Fournier. Well, they added Grimes. Bogdanovich. He can yeah. fill they it up. They added Bogdanovich. Bogdan. But, like, in, in these other teams, maybe it's because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are there and they realize their opportunity and they feel like they – have to be aggressive. I don't know, but why is Boston so aggressive every year? And the Bulls sit around like, eh, we're good. Lonzo will be back maybe at some point, maybe yeah, not. Two years no. from now, they're talking. You know, about like, and like all they do is sit around and like, we're, we're okay. We'll run it back and be the so, ninth so, seed. So, guys, what do they do with, with DeMar now? Like, DeMar, I thought DeMar would still be, I, Carm, I'm not s- selling you on that. He would bring you back a King's Ransom. You get DeMar's, yeah, but DeMar's going to be out of contract at the end of this right, year. Yes. Do you sign and trade him? Why would oh, that be beneficial to him? That with, no, no, you did that with Levine already. How'd that work for you? Well, they didn't sign and trade him. They just no, they no, just no. Signed. They signed yeah. him. What are you going to sign him for? Well, they're well, not I'm just like, saying Demar's not getting a max. I well, mean, no, 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 no. But Carm, what I'm saying is, is if he leaves via free agency, you got nothing for him. Goodbye. My guess is he's staying here, guys. They're going to re-sign oh, him at 34. That, yeah, that would be my guess. For that, what? That would be my guess. I have an appreciation. Right, for That's yeah. my guess. Yep. Oh, like Vooch, guys, because this is the way they are. It's a joke. It, it, this is it. Truly oh, no. we, we, we value DeMar. We like DeMar. We'll just bring him back at 34. My guess is DeMar resigns. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Yeah. What are you trying to build? I don't know. And how many years are, are they you the trotters? Don't worry. The sheep will show up. They'll still be there. Right. They lead the league in attendance. The right. lemmings will keep showing. Oh, no, no, that's a cool low no, Bulls no, jersey. Now, no, listen. Now, I, I, I am a firm believer, though. I'm never going to try and, and, and convince people not to go to a ball game. If that's how you want to spend your discretionary income, you want to take your daughter or your son to a ball game, I'm not going to be one that says, Agree. Don't do it. But then don't think that you're, if you have, take some power and don't go, that's how you demand change. Well, I get it, but like, but it, by the same token, I'm not going to demand that you don't take your son to a ball game if your son's got his heart set on wanting to go see a ball game. I can't do that. Agree. You know? No, I it's know. It's not I up know. to the fans to put the pressure on the no. owner. The owner yes, should want to win. I disagree. Yes, it is. Well, in an ideal world, it'd be nice to have an owner that regardless right. wants to win. I, I, don't I you mean. want to see someone like Joe Lacob step to the front and not yeah. talk about the fans other than, hey, we're going to do everything we can and spend as much as You've we can to win? Hoodie and I play it once a week. I know. But you're telling me yeah. it's up to the fans to, to deny their kids the opportunity to go to a game with your discretionary? Take them to a box the game. <laughs> take him to, Maybe your take son him to or daughter wants team. to go to the Bulls game. Instead of hey, instead of having Toros on their you know jerseys when it's like 
Spanish night. Yeah, you Los have Bulls. Ovejas. What's ovejas? Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> ovejas. Sheep. I love it's, how we looked that up. It's sheep night. I did look it up just for that line. I looked it up just for the line. Just for that line. That's what I did. Ovejas. Listen, I'm a study. I'm a student of the Spanish language. Sure you are. Ovejas. Sheep. And then each each um, uh, person that goes to watch the game, each fan, gets a free T-shirt. Ovejas. That way you identify yourself exactly what you are. You're a sheep. Sheep. I mean, these are the last couple of trade deadlines, right, guys? They just have sat... They've just sit the there. The Bulls like, have not get this. Other than tri- flopping or flipping second round picks a couple years ago in August, the Bulls have not traded a player in 21 months. <laughs> Who was the player that they traded? I have to go back and look. That's a good question. Was it Felicio? In 21 months. Felicio. I mean, it's Felicio. Felicio. Matter of fact, it's almost two years. I'm calling obvious shirts, and I want to in it's red. Do it with white and black, you know, trim. Ovejas. Do it. And then I want to sell to the fans because they don't even know what they are. Well, I was just going to say, I'll let them I don't know. think you will. 20,000 shirts. I'm going to sponsor the night, and I'm going to hand it out to each and every one of the fans that goes walking through the United Center to go watch the Bulls play. Ovejas, because you are sheep. I don't think, A, the Bulls are going to let you set up your vendor stand, and, B, I don't think people, if they know what they're actually purchasing, are going to buy from you, John. They don't got to buy it. I'm donating it. Oh, they you're going to have 20, one for free. 20,000 shirts? At, at, It'll be worth it for me. He's full of it. You don't even... He's Larry Nance it. Jr. acquired oh, oh, by the I'll Trailblazers put, in exchange for Derek Jones, August of 21. 30 months. Sorry. Oh my. No, 30 months? 30 yeah. months. That was the deal that Markinen went to Cleveland. That's the last trade they made? Yes. It's a long time ago. Have they announced, I, guess, I guess AK is speaking at some point today, right? Right now. Oh, is he? He just walked up to the Did podium. He? Oh, uh, I'm looking at the TVs here, trying to see if there's any live coverage. Well, I mean, is any uh, is he ever enunciated what truly a definitive plan is for what they're trying to do, other than fill their seats? It's like a river meandering into the Mississippi Delta. It's just changing. <laughs> like every two weeks, it just changes. You know. Hey, Carm, ah. did you get warm and fuzzy with some of the uh, the renderings of a new Sox stadium? Yes, I think it's great. Oh, it looked great. I mean, I think it does look great. I, you know, I, look, there's got to be some motivation here for Jerry, and it's financial, obviously. I think you're trying to sell that this is the best way to add value to your team if you're going to sell it, isn't it? I think he's getting the beat on the Bears and the money. Well, that, that, too, uh, that too. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what he's – and there's some probably some tax money that he's going after. He, that He probably He'd figured. like to have earmarked for him. In 82 or 83 when he bought the White Sox, he's thinking maybe I should have bought an NFL franchise because that's where the real money's yeah, at. Yeah, I don't know. But you're right, Carm. There then. is a, a – were, there was an article that was out that said that there is a, I believe there's a time limit to actually apply for some of the similar yeah. funding from the sports authority. Look, like this they, is they a, beat the Bears to the punch. Beat, yes, exactly. I think that's the only. That's correct. That's the only explanation. Jerry, right? Jerry doesn't is do that anything. Stupid. Right, he's, he's not. Very smart, and he and, doesn't and, care. And he always makes money for his partners. He does. He does not care. What any of us think. Right. He doesn't care what his fans think. He does not care. He cares about making money for his partners, making money for him, himself. He's been incredibly successful at that. And there's no, like, I'm going to do something to, for the good graces and for the beneficial 
long-term does, health of my franchise. He does not no, care about the it's legacy. It's a financial move. He's and won that, a World Series with the White Sox. He's won six with the Bulls. That's it. And if you don't like it, now, who cares? With that said, the stadium looks like it'd be very cool. And it, I, it'd it be looks awesome. great. It does. Yeah, it does. And, and Carm, I, I think Sylvie said this this morning. I think we were talking about this off the air yesterday. I think he said it with Jonathan this morning. Is knowing Jerry and the contract that they signed with Zach Levine, seeing how that has not, what is it, bore fruit? Is it the it right way to say it? Not paid dividends. Has not paid yeah. dividends. He, you know, he's going to use that as evidence as to why he shouldn't put his his toe in that 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 pool again going oh, forward. Yeah, this serves as an example as to why. I'm not going to ever give a pitch starting pitcher more than what a four year contract, or I'm not going to give a, a Major League Baseball player a contract that's, that's in excess of right. seventy. And he can point to the Levine contract, this max contract. I did what y'all wanted. Right, it's, right. it's sad. And it's By not way, that, it's it, not sound logic, but it would be Reinsdorf logic. And I think that was the point Sylvie was making. I did look it all up. That is the last trade. That's August unbelievable. Twenty twenty one. That's like that. That's seriously. It's flawed. They, like in the NBA, these teams are trading on yeah. a, every other week. They haven't made a trade since August of 2021. I don't think I realized that. It's on, a, on a more positive note, do either of you have you know Super Bowl blood flow going yet, or is it not yeah, too I do. early? Do you? I'll tell you what, oh, too. Yeah. Abdallah sent me an article last night. I read it. Waddle, you'll. I'm I, fully fledged. I had a, I had a belt around my neck and a towel. <laughs> read the article on Shanny. Oh, and the I got way it from the backup quarterback from the uh, box. No, or was this a different one? No, no, no. The, the article on how Shanny's evolved his offense. Okay, okay. There, oh, Carl, my God. I'll give God. you another one that will put you right back on that chair Whoa, with that I don't belt. know if I can handle it two nights there's, in a row. I'm low an, on fluid. There was what? An, uh, there, <laughs> what, 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 what is it? There's an article it? that was written by... Football a, porn. Backup yeah. quarterbacks for the Bucks. I think his name is, last name is Woodley, or he's like the second yeah, or Damian third... Damian Woodley. No. Uh, and he, he went to Chuck, Wake Forest. Chuck Woodley. But he breaks down why the Shanahan-McVay offense I'm works have to, as well as it does. I'm going to need another towel. I believe he with the Rams a couple of years ago. I'm going to need but, but it's written by a quarterback who has oh. gone through the system. He better win uh, a, a ring. I don't know if I can At some it. point. Yeah, at some point That's you'd fine. like him. I mean, that will but be the stamp. You're right, Cap. Can I, I, mean, can I ask you this but question? Boy, he's awfully good. I'll tell you, he when, is really, really good at calling plays. When did Andy win his first Super Bowl? Oh, he's head coach. A lot of years in the league. Uh, Kansas City. Okay. 15 years in, right? right. So all I'm saying, we love Andy, and for good reason. I don't think Shanny's been in the league as a head coach as long as. as, Agreed. I'm just saying, at some point, he has to win a ring. At some point, it would solidify things, but that guy's offensive mind is boundless. I mean, it is. It's offensive. It it is incredible. (laughs) He's very very Luke Getze like. Oh. <laughs> he does stuff just to, to f with you as a defensive yeah. coordinator. It's well, Ty, listen, uh, Carmen and I broke down a play. Oh my god! Well, we sat there with and we the watched motion, it was regular. No, it was regular personnel. No oh, motion. No static. Really? They isolated the linebacker twenty yards deep on a route coming over the middle by two guys that were running verticals, and one guy snapped off, and the, and the unathletic middle linebacker was forced to go ahead and cover Debo Samuel. It's oh mostly because he, what he gets defenses to do by right. their formation. Correct. Right. And they by play, personnel. And, and by, by personnel. personnel. But, like, you think about the NFL in this day and age. They play so much either 12 or 21 personnel. So that's two wide receivers. Right. There's so much 21 and 12 personnel. Like, and when we think this day and age, like, two wide receiver sets – 
and he finds ways yeah. to scheme and he get explosives with two wides. Right. It's he did this. He did this out of regular personnel. Yes, and he put Usyk out. Yeah. Uh, in the into the uh, like uh, kind of like a wing for yeah, a wing yeah, off yeah. the tight end. He ran the two tight uh, the two wide receivers vertical. It's uh, just outside the uh, the hash marks, and one guy kept going. Took both of the safeties, and this poor number fifty five for Pittsburgh. Yes, remember fifty five for Pittsburgh middle linebacker fish out of water. You know what helps? You make, know flopping around when, when you and, and also when Debo you've got a, a catch. when you've got a tight end that basically plays the position like a receiver. Yeah, yeah. that it helps. allows you to do that. Stuff. Use check too. I mean, oh, the yeah, way they yeah, can yeah, use yeah. use check. All right, but their formations a, but and their personnel that, are incredible. Then yeah. you can't use Cole Komet that way. No, no, because no. he doesn't. He's not. He's right. not one of those tight ends. Right. Well, That's Johnny, my point, we've talked though. about that for two years yeah. now. Yeah. Cole serves a purpose. He's a Y. He's an inline he's tight an inline. end. Yeah. And yes. he's really good in the red zone, and he does yes. a lot of good stuff. But you can't do some of the same stuff right. like that the Vikings do. He doesn't have the versatility. Yes. Yeah. 